It's Weekly Signals. Time out. An audio diary of incredible importance broadcasting from the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM on the campus of the slumbering University of California at Irvine. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. <sighs> that, that dog of ours. You know, he's a, he's a good boy. He, he he's is. He's a very good boy. I have to say that when Mahler first... Uh, First came to you. I was not really that Hush. happy with him. Mahler. You weren't happy with him. Wait, does he parks? There we go. Uh, there I like him go. now. You like him now? Yeah, because he's expressive. He's expressive, and you know he's a good pal. He is. He's a good pal. We we hang out together. Uh, in fact, yesterday we were just sitting in the uh, living room yeah. on the couch uh-huh. and and looking through photo albums. Oh, photo nice. albums. Mm-hmm. And and I, I just wanted to bring this one photo attention to your attention here. Yeah, it's uh, a picture. Of you, uh huh, in in Santa Ana, uh-huh. and, and Mahler was barking at this one. I don't know. It, it it you were working for an organization back then called Hermandad, Hermandad Mexicana Nacional, Nacional. Yeah, uh huh. Yes, I was not to be mistaken with just Hermandad, no. which was actually an, an, an ancient organization. I think, or ancient, you know, it was historical organization of kind of warrior mercenary types. Am I correct that, on that? That sounds right. Yeah. And, and what, yeah. what what happened at Hermandad? I'm just kind of oh, curious. Just all kinds of fun things. Not, not personal stuff. No, but what, I understand. What did Hermandad do? Hermandad was an immigrant. I'm not interested in your sex life. Yeah, immigration rights organization. Oh. And uh, were the center of a tremendous amount of controversy back in 1996, to be yeah. very specific about it. Back then, there was a uh, they were in the business of educating people, getting them ready for their uh, citizenship uh, test. That was one of the functions. Yeah. And uh, they they conducted these tests under the auspices of the federal government and all that certification stuff. But there was a little bit of a hiccup in that uh, it was unclear by regulation and by law when somebody passed their exam, when they uh-huh. passed it, they got a letter from the federal government that said, hey, you're a citizen. Congratulations. You pass a test. You're a citizen. Yeah. However... They're not officially a citizen until they're sworn in. You know those big ceremonies you see at the yeah. the amphitheaters and all that stuff where people show up and they're actually sworn. That's the actual time you become a citizen. But the letter said something different. Well, in their zest to get people involved, zeal to get people involved in the in the American um, integrated American society, Ermadad was registering people right on the spot. As soon as they got that letter, they were registering them, and those people were registered uh, registered, and they went and voted. But in the meantime, there was an election before, after they passed the test and before they were sworn in. Uh-huh. And lots of people who, were sworn, uh, who, be, who registered voted, uh-huh. right? There was hundreds of them that did this. Well, it turns out that people who lost that election in 96 were upset saying that illegals were voting, and that's the reason they lost. And well, I was no, working with but, but them. But what you're really saying is, uh, oh, what, what you're saying is that um, these people got a letter from the government that said that they could register to vote now. It just said they were citizens. It didn't yeah. actually say they yeah. could register. And they just went ahead and voted without registering to right. vote. Right, right. Now, I, just on, you know, this is a small technicality, but wouldn't you think that an organization involved in immigration would... That, I mean, that's just something you know automatically, being a citizen of the U.S., that there's, I can't just go and vote. Yeah. I have to register to right. vote. So wouldn't wouldn't it be uh, Herman Dodd's responsibility in informing citizens like me 
I, that you have to register before you vote. It just seems like one of the no, things that you would know. They did register. They were registering them when they got the letters. Ah, they, but they, they didn't. But they weren't. But they finalized. hadn't been sworn in. Now, and, oh, okay. Uh, so the the thing is, and you're right. They hadn't been sworn in. They okay. had not gotten actually the. So the only thing they were missing was the the pomp and circumstance. Exactly. Uh-huh. However, the federal government doesn't recognize you as a citizen until you're sworn in officially, uh-huh. even though the letter said something else. And you're right, yeah. by the way. Ermin Dodd, it was a gray area, uh-huh. and they didn't want to know what the what they didn't want to clarify it. Yeah. Frankly, they didn't now, care. Now, what's just for what it's worth, what's the gap between when you actually? I, it's about four, the test four or five months and, until you can be sworn in. Yeah. So you wait. You've compl- You've passed the test. You you have the letter are, saying, "Hey, you you are a citizen." It says you're a citizen. It, it, it actually say. did say you it did are say a you're a citizen. You you have passed the citizenship test. You are now a United States citizen. Yeah, that's that is a that is a gray area because in a lot of ways, uh, I I mean, if you had something that said you're married, mm-hmm. and then you went somewhere uh, that required that you be married mm-hmm. to uh, you know whatever, get insurance uh, at a certain rate, yeah. And you showed them this document. Right. I would assume that they would take that as the official document. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. And again, and I and this is, I think, part of the bigger issue of immigration, which is, I think, part of what we're, we're what this is about. And that is, and by the way, after this whole brouhaha happened, the federal government went back and changed the letter and made it clear that they are. You not passed re- the test. Yeah. However, you're not a citizen until you're sworn uh-huh. in. And I'm sure in, the, in the, that in that time since then, there's probably all kinds of background checks that these people go through before they even get to that ceremony. So yeah. I'm sure it's all changed. But you're right. This goes to an issue about not only about immigration. These are uh, these are people who honestly thought I believe they honestly thought that they were citizens. But there's a business involved in, in immigration now. Yeah. There's a business for immigration. People people want to migrate. And a, and a whole business now uh, opposed to people who uh-huh. are want to become a citizens. security business. It's a whole security business. Uh-huh. It's not just about well hey, this this yeah. immigration brouhaha that we've been going through yeah. over the last hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually good for the economy, is what you're telling me. Then I think it is it's because like, without it, we wouldn't have the business of people trying to be immigrants and the business of people stopping them from trying to be immigrants. You've got the illegal trade. Yeah. That's there's a lot of money in the that. Legal right? immigrants. Well, that yeah. but you got the people just trying to get here and they yeah. how they get here and yeah. how much money they spend. You got the attorneys. attorneys. You got or, rights organizations. You got think right. tanks. You've got uh-huh. the National Guard. You've got people who are in the business now of of housing these people once they're illegally once they're captured and they uh-huh. now are, there's a whole private industry of, of surrounding jailing these people. So it's also this responsible for big government too. It's responsible for big government. Yeah. Plus, plus the the farm farming industry yeah. depends on these people. Uh-huh. So, we, the, the cheap salad you're eating is a, a direct result of people being being paid six bucks an hour. So when it comes to immigration, yeah, I, I always ask people one thing right off the bat. Yeah, I think this is important question. An important question. Right. Um, are you in favor of open borders? In other I, words, I are you in favor of just Letting anybody go through, provided that they're not carrying, you know, a missile launcher, and and go back and forth between the border without any real check, except to say, yeah, there's your ID. Okay, thanks for visiting. I'm going to wimp out and yeah. say, in theory, I I, I support open borders, uh-huh. but in practice, I don't see how it would work. As well, I'm I'm with you on that. That's that's the way it is. I mean, if 
if I put on my Jesus robe, <laughs> I will just say, yeah, open everything up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> drinks are on me. Let's let's yeah. keep the bar open 24 hours a day. The, open, the border is open. Let the dogs roam free. Yeah. And I don't mean that as immigration. I just mean as as dogs, as Mahler. Yeah. Mahler should be able to, to roam the countryside, you know, Cross the coast highway at will and and just <laughs> pee on anyone. Pee poop anywhere yeah. he wants because yeah it's yeah. yeah it's all part of God's great plan. Yeah yeah I know exactly. However, <laughs> the the uh, you know the the practical pig in me. Uh huh. I guess Jesus was an impractical pig. He well. You know, <laughs> as far as pigs go, as far as the three little pigs, All right. he would have probably built a, a straw house. He, yeah. Or maybe just slept without a house. He would have probably slept without a house. Yeah. But yeah. the practical pig in me says, He's, as you, well, we need some sort of uh, a valve here yeah. to be able to at least tell who's coming into the country so we can plan on building uh, uh, facilities for things and plan on raising taxes for things and... Yeah, I, and I don't mean you know raise in the sense of raise individual taxes, but yeah. but appropriate uh, yeah. funds for things so that the the uh, population uh, differences that occur because of the immigration are accounted for. Yeah, and that way we have to put some sort of uh, barrier, I guess, right. or or at least a uh, uh, a government program in place so we know who is. Coming in and who is leaving? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so we're on a, in agreement on that. So the first question: should should we have open borders? No, no, no. We shouldn't have open borders. Okay, so how closed should our borders be? Should be the next question. Okay, I'm I'm going to make this very brief because I, I, it's a big subject. Yeah. The problem is, in my mind, the root problem here is is that we are a giant ice cream factory uh-huh. on the on and on the other side of the border. People are starving to death. Okay, all right. Well, people are starving to death here too. All right, but the fact is, yeah, we're better than they are. The, we, as are, far as we, an are we are. We are. We are. The shining yeah. city on the hill to yeah. people who have virtually nothing. So we're always going to attract people. That's well, just, we we also project that we're the shining city on the hill too. Well, no, I'm granted. I'm yeah. being f- somewhat facetious, and I say that. But to those people, it's a lot better off. If those we, people. If don't start don't don't do that to me yeah you know what I mean now uh, the other and and we have been a part of policies government policies regional policies that have sucked the economy out of Mexico for a lot of reasons we have flooded their market uh, with cheap goods and cheap food uh-huh. and destroyed their agricultural industry so that they're dependent upon getting their food now the the farming has been depleted most of the people who are coming to America are involved in farming yeah. Because they don't have anywhere to do this in Mexico any longer. They can't compete. As long as we have those kind of policies in place, and our industry on the other side wants cheap labor. So this is not an accident. So there is a reason why they're coming here. And it's a reason beyond just that they're looking for free health care, which they're not really getting. But there's more than just this sort of facile argument that they're just trying to leech off of us. They actually, if they could stay home... And have a family, and 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 all the the stuff that goes with it, they would stay there. What is well, it? Well, oftentimes they do, and they, oftentimes they, they, they do. They, yeah. they, right. they come here and they make money and they go back. So I'm going to leave it there. But there's a reason why they're coming here, and I think we we continue to ignore those reasons at our peril. 
All right. And then just say, we got to shoot them at the border or whatever we, whatever these radicals want to do to these people. Or you just have to build a wall and, build and a keep bigger, them out. Right. Which which is, is kind of like blindfolding yourself to, to a situation. Right. I mean, you know, you're, you, you, uh, you're, you're blaming the wrong thing for, for the cause of it all. Now, on, on the other hand, okay. I, I think that the debate itself has gotten far beyond any sort of uh, reasonable discussion for the most part that to have a reasonable uh, discussion about immigration is almost impossible because you're either shouted down by one side who who thinks when you even mention the word illegal that you're categorizing their humanity rather than categorizing their status within this country that's right i agree with that and on the other side you have people that are uh could be called racist. I don't know that they're all racist. In fact, I know that they can't be all racist, right. but but they're uh, a- ignoring basic economic facts about how how their system operates. In other words, uh, I, I had an interesting proposal thrown at me the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we just simply have uh, make a law here mm-hmm. in the U.S. that people need to take care of their own yards? They need to take care of their own kids, mm-hmm. and they need to take care of their own parents. And you can't hire anybody to do any of those things. And you also simply can't hire anybody to operate your restaurants or your kitchens or go out and pick in the fields. You can't hire them unless in, in they, they have papers in front of them yeah. that prove that they're citizens. If you, if you just pass those laws... Then I, I think a lot of what people are complaining about as far as the immigration issue would disappear. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, it, it really annoys me. And, and I had uh, a fair amount of experience working with uh, illegal immigrants, people, undocumented workers. Um, and, and it happened to be in a, in a very conservative Newport Beach restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that most of the people in attendance there, that were patrons there, uh, had some idea that the people that were making the food for them were not documented. And on, and on the other hand, I'm sure that those people that were eating there had uh, uh, opinions about illegal immigration that would fall on the side of uh, building a wall and not letting them in. Yeah. Well, the way you build a wall is you don't patronize the restaurant. Yeah. And, and, and the way you build the wall yeah. is you don't hire the people that that are obviously not documented to work here. Right. You know, don't don't hire a guy to trim your palm tree, who who just walked door to door and said, <laughs> "Yeah, can I climb up your palm tree and, right. and use this machete to yeah, and, yeah. cut off the fronds in broken English?" Yeah, 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 exactly. And and you know what you're describing to me? What you're describing right. is a very very similar dynamic that was in place uh, in South Africa during apartheid. I am certain that the that the people who were sitting in restaurants in Johannesburg, yeah. knowing full well that the people working not maybe exactly in a legal illegal status, but knowing full well people working in that restaurant, they had the power over their lives. Yeah. They knew that they could affect those people's lives by dropping a dime on any of them. You're not, you know, do you have your papers? The same thing is true in South Africa. Do you have your papers? Yeah. Right. And but in but in also in their mind, in as a way to sort of justify all this, they're doing those people a favor by allowing them to work 
and make some money and ship it back to their kids or their or their wives or whatever. Yeah. In their mind, their rationale was, well, they're here illegally, yeah, but you know, we're humanitarians after all. And plus I like the I like the enchiladas here. <laughs> and so and so they do more than cook enchiladas. I understand. Go into any <laughs> restaurant. Range go into any restaurant, any ethnic food delicacies. you choose to. The it, with the po- well, even in uh, sushi bars in the back, yeah. in uh-huh. the back, all those people are are Hispanic. So uh-huh. anyway, the point is, in there is this kind of duality of people, you know, being able to kind of wall off. Yes, I don't want these people here, but gosh, you know, I don't want to do X, and I'm do. And by the way, I am a humanitarian after all. They're they're benefiting from my benevolence by not dropping a dime on them. Yeah. I think there's something in that dynamic, and I, I, I'm sure the Afrikaners thought the same thing when they were in, in, in sitting around in Johannesburg. After all, we're doing those people a favor by letting them do this. Yeah. Now, now, there's there's another little dynamic here, and and the problem. I don't have any solutions to the problem, but I can see both sides in moderation mm-hmm. have points, mm-hmm. and and an, another point on on the side that I don't even necessarily. Uh, side with in other words of uh, the the uh, not anti-immigration but anti-illegal immigration yeah. people is that what about the people that come here that literally do apply for citizenship they go that, through the they, yeah. they go through that exactly. whole process I agree. and it takes time and it takes dedication and it takes a certain amount of desire to want to do that yeah. and they have earned that right and Absolutely. there's they go down to the 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 federal courthouse and they get, get their papers get sworn in yeah. they go they they've learned what it means to be a citizen of the United States how does how does that uh, affect their their standing when people that simply just walk in across the border without any documentation uh, get citizenship simply because there's too many of them. Well, that at some point the government says amnesty. Yeah. Time out. We give uncle. Yeah. The, the government cries uncle, and all those people, and and it's true. It's an argument that's difficult to refute. They jump to the front of the line when those people who came in and did everything right. Yeah. How do you justify that? And I I agree. That is that is, I don't again I don't know how um, how workable or unworkable a solution to that would be, but. Yeah, I, I have no idea what to do because I also understand what, what we have are a lot of different levels here. Yeah. And I hate it when it gets simplified. Yeah. We have an economic level here. All right. We have a humanitarian level here. Right. And, and we, we have a, just a basic citizenship level here. We have an engineering level here in how city planners react to all this going on. You know, how, how I, as, you know, working for the county of Los Angeles, am going to account for yeah. a population that can't even identify itself i I know and 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 it's a very complex problem uh i i don't think that people should not take it to the streets but usually when i see people taking it to the streets they're not being uh they're not they're They're not looking at the problem they're just yelling slogans right they're being disingenuous to a large degree about it and that is a problem right now it's like you say the word abortion you say the word um Affirmative action, you say immigration. A- anyone who has an opinion has a whole bu- a catalog of baggage they they yeah. bring in their mind that is based more or less on on fantasy on both sides. Yeah. A lot of it is. So you can't get people to agree on the basic facts here. I'll go back to my base my my first point, and that is when you address issues that affect the countries where these people are coming from, because 
I, I'm culturally very attuned to Canada or Australia or New Zealand. Yeah. But the thought of moving, uprooting myself and moving there to work in a kitchen is I can't even imagine doing it. Yeah. And yet it, all the other things about the society resonate well with me. I can't imagine the people in Mexico think it's a good idea to come to a country where they don't speak the language and be harassed at every turn is a good thing for them to do unless they felt they had to. Yeah. So. Well. <laughs> well, we've taken care of that. <laughs> yeah. Knock that one out. We haven't taken care of anything, <laughs> but, but I just hope yeah. that, that as this debate moves along, yeah. that people can uh, talk about it in reasonable terms in, instead of bringing their propaganda with them.